Hey there, folks, and welcome back to your friendly neighborhood nature podcast, Nature Boost. I'm your host, Jill Pritchard, with the Missouri Department of Conservation. I first want to send a huge, massive, big, wonderful thank you to all of the incredible wonderful listeners who sent me messages on what they'd like to hear on the podcast. You all had some great ideas from fish to Missouri's streams, best places to see wildlife, prairies, and on invasive species. And one lady wanted to hear something on beavers, which I was definitely a proponent of. But you all had such great ideas and you really inspired me to work on some new content. And overall, it just it truly touched me um, with your kind words. Um, This project was a big endeavor and it's kind of hard to know if people are listening or if they're liking what they hear. So to read your messages, not only made me squeal with delight, but also helped give me just some guidance on where you'd like to see the podcast go in the future. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And also, please do not be a stranger if you have ideas or additional questions. Keep reaching out. Um, July's Q&A episode with naturalist Sarah Easton was so popular and I would like to keep this series going with her, addressing your nature questions. So if you have anything you'd like to ask her, send me those messages. You can send messages by logging on to our Nature Boost page at missouriconservation.org forward slash nature boost. You can scroll down to the bottom of the page and it has the option to send me a message. So without further ado... Let's get into today's episode. Um, A little background about me. I was a theater kid in high school. Maybe that doesn't surprise you, Uh, but I was in several high school and community plays. I was on the speech and debate team for a few years, and I even did the morning announcements in high school. Uh, But then they replaced me when I made too many jokes. They didn't like that. (laughs) They didn't like that. Um, But the point is, considering my history with being on stage, I was honored to be invited to see a musical at the Muni. If you're unfamiliar, the Muni is the largest outdoor theater in the country. It's located on six acres in the beautiful Forest Park in St. Louis, and it has been operating for more than a hundred years. So take a listen to this awesome experience. In addition, we thank the Missouri Department of Conservation and by supporting show sponsor for tonight's The river goes underneath the state. You're going to see the river goes underneath. Okay. The, you, you'll see it going, yeah. All right. Actually, you know, um, I've been down there before. Bill took me on a tour of the guts one time. The Pretty guts? Cool. The guts of underneath the Muni. What does that mean? Like where the river goes through, where all the electronics are at, where all the lights. Oh, is yeah. that like a theater term? Like yeah. the guts? The guts. Oh, okay. I see that. So, it's kind of cool. But I think we can get a view right up up here on this bridge. Okay, so Karen Hudson is our wonderful, wonderful marketing specialist at MDC. She does a lot of great work promoting 
the podcast and she is my little guide here today. I wouldn't have not known about the Muni had it not been for Karen. So Karen, I really have to thank you for exposing me to this today. You know, I'm from Missouri. I've lived in Jeff City uh, basically my whole life. Um, and you know, like anywhere else, we would come and visit St. Louis, but I'm obviously not as familiar with it as I uh, thought I was, but okay, so this is the... So this is the River du Pair, okay. and as you see, there is the Muni right there, then you can see the fan I see there. it, yeah. So basically, you're seeing the back side of the stage area, and see the river goes right down underneath. Oh, I see it, yeah. And if we walk over to the other side, you'll see where it comes out. Oh, awesome! So it literally flows underneath of the Muni. Isn't that cool? That is, isn't it beautiful? I'm so excited to have you here because I think you're going to enjoy the show tonight and you're going to get to see how the art and science of nature kind of come together and make it a whole experience. There'll be stars out tonight. There'll be hopefully a little bit of a breeze. <laughs> oh, well, um, if the fans are going, we can at least count yeah, on that, right? There'll be a little bit of a breeze. And then you'll get to see this performance, which you know, is not all that set heavy because the nature's all around us. And so it just sort of all comes together and it just makes it a full experience. You're in a park setting, one of the, you know, pristine best parks in the country. It's, it's just memorable. It makes for an entire full experience that you're in the middle of a metropolitan area and there is all this nature right around you. I want you to talk a little bit about our partnership with the Muni. Gosh, I think we've been partners for about a decade now, I believe, could be just a little bit longer. And at the time, that was when we were, as an agency, we're really starting to think about focusing on nature in settings that were not the more rural areas. Mm -hmm. Not that we do not continue to have our efforts in that, but there is nature and the outdoor opportunities that happen in our urban areas as well, and even our suburban areas. And so Forest Park is kind of a natural setting. It's been here for over 100 years. There is so much recreational opportunity here. And so where do we try to get to touch points with some of our audiences that we want to share this with? Well, here is the Muni having, gosh, how many, 10,000 people in here for each show or something like that every night and so why wouldn't we be here to share things like our nature center powder valley that's nearby or bush conservation area columbia bottom all of these things are right here in the metropolitan area also within forest park we have fishing we have hiking there's biking um nature photography nature watching you can camp in forest park you can? Yes, you can camp in Forest Park. Uh, Kevin Lanahan and his grandson have camped in Forest Park. Oh my gosh, shout out to Kevin Lanahan. He's one of our web guys. We love yeah. him. So other partnerships within the park, um, there's the Natural History Museum, the zoo, of course, where we do hellbender work. We partner with them for that. Yes. There's the art museum, which also, you know, art, again, combines nature so many times. So there's just all these, oh, you can get a paddle boat and 
paddle through all of the river here and we're walking up on the gazebo right now. Can't tell you how many times I've seen people just paddling out there and they pull their boat up and they go and do their picnic lunch in the gazebo. Oh my gosh, that's so romantic. That's just I know, right? that's beautiful. And this evening what you'll see um, is people are going to come out, even though the show doesn't start until around 8 o'clock, mm-hmm. people will come out, even in this heat, a few hours early and there will be picnics happening. There, You'll see all the picnic tables over here and people will bring and have their dinner out here before the show. Oh my God, they really make a, a an event out of it. A absolutely, production. absolutely. So there will be other partners here tonight up on Lichtenstein Plaza sharing their connection to the Muni. I know that the trash company that's in this metro area, one of them, they do a lot of recycling knowledge and that kind of stuff. We share when we're here, again, all the opportunities that we have both in the metro area and then other great things like our conservationist magazine and other publications publications and nature opportunities to, you know, go to. So what a wonderful outreach effort as well to connect with so many different people who come to this park and come to enjoy the art and the culture. If you only come to the Muni just for the show and you've never been here before and we get to have an interaction with you, and you know share what else is available here or in the area you know we come across your path and then hopefully we can lead you to another path to continue to enjoy nature Karen and I were so excited to see Little Shop of Horrors at the Muni. It's a horror comedy musical following a young florist who finds career and romantic success with the help of a man-eating plant. So there's definitely an invasive species connection there. Oh my gosh, Oh, there's our ad, see, look. Oh, there's conservation ad. Serving nature in you. Before we attended the show, I got the chance to learn more about the Muni from its CEO, Kofi Coleman. Is is this where the actors hang out right here? Or what is this? Oh yeah, so we're backstage, so the this is backstage. Yes, yeah, so we're big. So they're painting. They're gonna paint. They're painting the backdrop for probably this is Little Shop's uh, backdrop. They're painting. We just came out of the the deli. So everybody eats there. The, the neat thing about this place is like whether you're an actor or, or admin or whomever, we all eat together typically. So oh, it's deli. So the, it's I a love it's, that. the whole sense of backstage is is a, it's a concept of community. I think it, it reflects out there. It doesn't really matter who you are, what you do here. We're all kind of here together. Friendships are formed. Um, it's 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 a neat experience. So back here, like the painting sets there around the corner, you hear the saws and everything. They're, they're building. You want to take a look real quick? We can just see. It's, it. I mean, if you have time, absolutely. I have time. <laughs> so you see, like they're they're this is the backdrop for the next show they're painting. Oh they're God. building. Whoa. They're still building rent. So that that metal structure that you see there, yeah. that's that's gonna be the. Um, the framework like, for the apartment. The apartment, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. so all this, so you know, you get to summer, there's like 800 people that are working here. Position-wise, it's a, it's new. I mean, I've been in this role for two years now, but I mean, I've been at the Muni uh, for 25 seasons. I oh started here as an, as, as an usher, you know, when I was 16, so. You have such a math. history. Yeah, I've been here, but you know, that's, it's, that's not, true. that's not specific to me. A lot of people that are here, you know, some of the crew you saw backstage, they're second, third generation back there, uh, whose parents, and they've worked here on that crew backstage. Um, and a lot of, even the rest of the admin staff have been here uh, a long time. It's a mix. There's some 
new folks, which is always really healthy uh, for an organization, but one that has this kind of history uh, for people that want to stay and be a part of this for decades. I hope it speaks to, to their experience here. And we have, we have the same thing in the audience. We have seats, we have ticket holders. We're blessed to have over 22,000 season ticket holders. And those are multi-generational. Again, people have made this a part of their history, a part of who they are, uh, part of their family's tradition. And, and we're, we're really thankful for that. That's special. Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's how we make it. Um, you couldn't build this and start it today and it'd be the same level of success. This needed a history and needs a legacy. That's how you get to a place where people that may not go to see musical theater every day still go here because this is just part of what they do. And I think once you, you've built that loyalty and that relationship, we continue to, to deliver a great product, but also deliver an experience that feels like home. They reward us with their loyalty and longevity and, and we just keep it going. Do you think 16-year-old little Kofi would know <laughs> that he'd be CEO of this place one day. Um, 16 year old me. No, um, I, I can say that probably, I don't know, three, four five years in, uh, I, I think I'd be CEO of the place. No, but I, I was really a little old enough then to appreciate it, uh, for what it is beyond a place of entertainment. I could see that I've made friends and relationships here, uh, from people I would have never met if I didn't work here. Right. You know, this is a place where our lives uh, intersected. And that's, I think, one of the beauties of not just this place, but entertainment, uh, whether it's, it's theater or art or sports, those things are moments where you bring people together to share the same thing at the same time. The value of that is is increasingly important. At the same time, we have those things. We're in a world where like, we're hyper aware of the things that make us individuals, but inherently also make us different from the next person. And so uh, the concept of together is really important. And that's that's really what we we do uh, 10,000 people at a time is, is the goal. You want to go up? You yes, go up I do. I want to see more. We'll do a, we'll do a, a perimeter lap and you can kind of see. Okay. Um, you know, and like, look at where, look at the setting that we're in. You know, we also exist in Forest Park. We have the greatest neighborhood possible. I look outside my window, it's trees, there's water. You know, when my friends come to, to visit or family from other places, and they're like, this is where you work. It's like, yeah, this is where I work. It's also where I play. It's where I live right outside the park. You know, this to be here in this setting, I don't even know exactly how to describe how grateful we are for that. I think, you know, we talk about the, the loyalty and the relationship, but truly part of the success is also where we are, right? We are around all these other arts institutions. We're in a place that everyone in St. Louis and the region wants to come to. This has been the number one municipal park in the country, I think, for multiple years running. When you live in a good neighborhood, your friends come to visit, you know, and that's that's what we are. We're, we're here in this park. And, you know, whether they're also coming to the zoo or the history museum or or just to walk around in the park, they also end up uh, seeing this and, and this being a part of what they want to do. But yeah, we have the most gorgeous settings possible. When we look outside of our windows. We always have this phrase in the office. Some people say, I'm going to take a lap, which means we're just going to go take a walk around the outside out front, you know, just to get outside to see something. If we have just a phone call meeting, you'll see AirPods or phone walking around because you don't want to skip or miss this. It's yeah. something to definitely take advantage of just having this nature right and working in it and being around it every day. I want to talk to you a little bit about that. You were talking a lot about history and this, the Muni has been around for over a hundred years. Uh, this is season 105. So yeah, we, we have been here. Um, you know, so people always talk about, like you asked me about this, this job earlier, you know, like it's new to me and the team of us that are the staff here, we have this little moment, right? We have, we're, a, we're ultimately a blip in the history of something really major. But yeah, we've been here uh, over a century. We've continued to evolve. 
Uh, after we turned 100, we made a lot of our renovations here to the campus. You know, we joke that you turn 100, you get a facelift. And so we did it. Uh, uh, um, uh, a very, very expensive one, but also very valuable in what, it, you know, again, what it provides for, for the experience here. So, yeah, this place, uh, the stage has been in the exact same position for 105 years. Now there's a new stage. and How know, big is the stage? Uh, 95 feet across. So, oh, my so, God. It's uh, the opening is 95 feet, which is significantly larger than 30, 40 feet that you see in other places. We see it 11,000. That, that's multiple uh, of the times of, of, of other theaters. And, you know, I, and I say that not in a way of, of comparison. It's just to say that we are blessed to be able to welcome that many people and for that many people to call this a place that they want to come to. Um, this is it's a unique experience. It's a unique setting. You know, we call it the. The, the, the intersection of art and nature. Um, and it is, it's true, you know, you can sit there and look in the theater, look, you sit in the theater, look at the stage, and you're watching a show, but there's also this canopy of, of trees. People ask us, are those real trees? I'm like, you can't buy a fake tree that big. Like, you definitely <laughs> cannot. I mean, I, I shouldn't say definitely, but I'm like decently confident that you can't buy a fake tree <laughs> that is uh, that big, because that would be interesting. Um, you know, so we, we get to, to do this. You know, there's the funny moments, there's, you know, there's a family of raccoons that may or may not like to make an appearance in the in the house every so often. You're oh my gosh, no, I'm not. I mean, they're lovely and all, but like they should, you know, they should have their own time, which is like not the time people are here. Um, <laughs> I, I would imagine they, if they make an appearance, they probably steal the show a little bit. They, steal focus. They they <laughs> they, they, focus. they pull focus. Uh, you know, but it's like an occasional rare thing. Though you might see them like running up the side ramp or something. Yeah, uh, but you know that's that's just part of of being in a park. It's also uh, the cicadas or the crickets are a beautiful chorus at a certain time. You know, it's all yeah. it's all part of being here. So when whether it's the audience or it's uh, the performers, you know, we talked talk to some performers backstage. They they seem to truly love it here, not just for the work but for the environment. You know, um, I mean, this is special. Who can get to say that they they can perform for? you know, thousands of people in such a beautiful setting in nature. That's nature, special. You're, you're under, you're, you're truly under the stars. Like, you know, there's, there's nothing like it. You know, obviously nature also doesn't always cooperate. Like we would prefer it to not rain between, I mean, other than like what, like the environment needs for rain, right. we prefer it to not rain after 8.15 yeah, yeah. and before 12 p.m. If, uh, if, 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 you know, I'm here for rain, no droughts, <laughs> none of that stuff. But if the, if the rain could just like not happen at night, that would be great. Um, you know, so there, there are those realities. But but that's the point of that is people are like, well, why, why didn't you ever cover the place? Well, then it wouldn't be this place. It'd be something else. That's true. You know? Yeah. And, and yeah. so we play Mother Nature's game and, you know, she's in charge and, and then we and we roll with it. But it's a gift. And I, I know I keep saying that, but it, it really is like this is what we do for a living out here. I, you know, people will often ask, how's your day going or what's going on? That uh, My day's going great. This is what I this is where I work. How can it I not be? Yeah, like what? What's what's the bad version of this? You know what we call that? We call it a nature boost. Nature boost. I like that's, that. And that's yeah. the name of the podcast. Okay. Oh, I, okay. <laughs> full circle. Full circle. All right, I'm with you now. I was like, that's a good name. I've heard that. I stuff. know. Yeah. Nature boost. That nature sounds boost. familiar. You're getting your nature boost yeah. every day. So how can you not be happy? Uh, there's there's no way to not be. This is uh, this is great. You know, even at the toughest moments we had. Uh, everyone in the region or the, the city experienced that same flood just a year ago. You know, yeah. those, those are tough moments. And, and yeah, that affects how you do business. But even in that, that that was a moment where like the, the staff showed the resilience. You know, we came back, we cleaned up ourselves and we were open the next day. And, and, and it's just a reminder of like we 
exist in a, in a space with forces that are greater than us. And mm-hmm. we just, you know, we, we, we do our part and, and make sure that what we're doing is not uh, adversely affecting how this environment goes. Um, we renovated the stage. We had some very, very, very old trees that were not in the best house anymore. And some of those, those the last one came down. It was an opportunity to plant seven new trees um, that, that. Um, decades, maybe centuries from now, there'll be people sitting on, maybe it's like a hoverboard or something, or maybe there'll be holograms of people, who knows. But whatever it is, they'll discuss, you know, like somebody laid the, the foundation for them as well. So we, we do our best to keep this environment um, feeling and looking and being as natural as possible and using our, you know, our resources to, to support that. When we replanted those trees and rebuilt the stage, we put a foundation and, and um, a system underground to better support the root system of trees that are, that are in that area. And part of the issue was these grew for centuries and they grew into the metal framework and, and that's not, it wasn't the healthiest situation for those. Uh, so we're also trying to be conscious of that at the same time. We, we want to integrate that. The goal is that outside of the seats, and when you look at this place, you can't even tell. Like you're seeing something that's kind of nestled and tucked away here. So I love that idea of instead of working against the natural environment, you're working with nature yeah. and you're incorporating the art and the culture and you're promoting nature in a way as well. Yeah. I mean this, I hope that uh, this is an example. This place is, is an example of a lot of uh, positive things, but one of them is to say that again, we can coexist. You can, you can take 11 and a half acres. You can put a 10,000 seat theater in it in the middle of a municipal park and not feel like you've lost something uh, and feel like you, you've, you've gained in a way. And uh, I'm not going to sit here and say the Muni is the only group that does that. I think of these park institutions as a whole, because of Forest Park Forever, because of the city and the parks department, um, there is a real concerted effort to make sure that uh, these, the institutions and the park are growing together. Um, and, and they're really, you know, they're deliberate about where roads go and the use of, of, of land, like creating more green space. It, it all works together to be shining a bright, whatever you want to call it, example of the successful way to bring these two things th- together. I think there's a lot of the world that tells us that to build success, you're going to have to lose some type of uh, environmental consciousness. I don't think that that's true. You know, I think you can do both at the same time. You just have to be willing to make a little bit of an investment both financial and of time and, and be conscious and deliberate in the action. But, you know, look at this. I mean, we've taken this lap around here. This is gorgeous. It's, this is great. And you know? the, payoff the payoff for investing in, in this is, yeah. And, and when people come here for the first time, like from other cities, it, you know, we, we host other theaters and whatnot. Even the stuff that we start to take for granted, when you see how much it blows their mind, it reminds us how great of a situation we actually have. Is it true that you guys will occasionally like give away free tickets to, to people who may not be able to have that in their budget to come to some of these shows? Every night. The, the last nine rows of the theater are free every night. Every single night. That's incredible. Yeah, the, uh, so there's, there's 1,500 free seats that we do that first come, first serve from our first day uh, and every day. So yeah. you can just, people can just show up and see if there's a, a free ticket available? You can just show up and show up if there's a free ticket. And on top of that, on Saturdays and Mondays, we have what we call our community access program. And so, you know, the the only challenge with free seats can be coming, waiting in line and getting here. Especially if you have, if you have a group, uh, maybe they have different needs or um, just the accessibility challenges are different. So we also do community access tickets. So every Monday and Saturday, Groups have pre-registered, and we give out another 2,000 seats to, to community groups and group homes and those kind of organizations. Cost should never be a barrier to access to art, not like this. Um, and so, yeah, we have to sell some of the seats so we keep the lights of on. Course. Uh, it can't all be free, but uh, we have 1,500 free seats in every night, and then we give away another 2,000. So over our history, 
we looked at this as a hundredth anniversary. Um, 25% of the audience had attended a show at the Muni at no cost. Uh, and that's, that, that's a big chunk. That's a bit. And that's, that's going to be, that's who we are. That's, that is built into, um, the fabric, the fiber, whichever word you want to use of who we are. This is always going to be a place. Uh, cost is not the reason why you don't experience this. And if you look at some of the folks that now sit in the box seats and have those season tickets, they started in the free seats. You know, they had some point. My first experience here ever, I was in the free seats. My sister won radio station tickets, but she only won two. I had two sisters. There was me and my parents. So the girls sat in the seats. My parents and I, we, we took some time and when we, we, we swapped out. But, yeah, it's important. People have to have a chance to come here. They have to have a chance to experience these things together and money shouldn't be the reason why they don't. And as so long as we can make that possible, we'll do that. You're a very busy man. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today. I have one final question to ask you. Okay. Have you ever been in any of these? Did you ever want to be an actor or anything? You singer or any of that? I'm a, I'm a shower singer, (laughs) uh, strictly, um, (laughs) only. And I I don't know how the neighbors feel, but that's, that's its own thing. But uh, no, no, gosh, no, I'm, I, we all have our skill set. Performing is not mine, you know, and, and especially like when you see these folks, like they do this, do this, like this is, these you are know, professionals. these are whatever comes after professional, like whatever the superlative <laughs> is, these are, these are experts, pro level, whatever you want to call it. Uh, no. So I, I, I did not grow up performing. I don't have that background. Um, and I would, I would dare not. But uh, I, my appreciation for what they do is is an immense appreciation and remarkable respect. These are high-level occupations that they have. Beyond a God-given talent, they work really hard uh, at, what, at what they do, especially in the schedule here. So, no. Uh, my job, my, my best place is behind a desk, maybe a spreadsheet, you know, that, <laughs> that, that kind of thing. I'm, I'm, I'm okay on a one-on-one, but, like, I can't imagine. Even, like, thinking about being on stage, I start to feel my I feel my breath getting tighter. Do you? Oh, my God. This is not me. That's not for me. Um, I think a lot of it is because I've spent a lifetime seeing people that are remarkable. I was like, well, there's not a chance I could do that. I just <laughs> there's don't no way. have the right yeah. genetic makeup. So, um, <laughs> no, no. So, not for me. We all have our jobs. I truly appreciate you taking us on a little tour today, and I'm really looking forward to seeing Little Shop of Horrors tonight. Yeah. It'll be a first for me. It'll be a, a first, not a last. I like that. I can yeah. I can guarantee that. Uh, same. I'll just keep giving you tickets. And, so, <laughs> they, and I'll keep taking them. I'll keep back. taking them. That's the deal. <laughs> Gosh, we have such amazing seats. Don't we? We do. As a courtesy to the actors and to your fellow patrons, we ask that you remain at your seat until after the curtain. What's this about? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, wait, here. It's about a plant that is. Little Shop of Horror. Is it an evil plant? Yeah. Is it an invasive plant? Okay, it might be. It might yes, be an it invasive. Might be invasive. Oh. oh my gosh, what a great show. If you had to say a favorite part oh or what most memorably sticks out for you, just all of the people enjoying this area mm-hmm. you know i think i think that was really cool to see how popular this place is this is such a tradition and this is this is something that people keep coming back to and that generations of people um not only 
seeing these productions and being in the audience, but also the people that work here too. And I think that's really unique and really, really special. And I mean, gosh, the play itself was so impressive. (laughs) It blew my mind. It blew my mind. It was not at all what I was expecting. And I am just, I'm still, I'm not kidding you here. And like the whole time, my eyes are just like bugging out of my head and my jaw was just on the floor because I was just like, the singing was so, so just terrific. It was just, it. their singing was so great. The set design was so incredible. Um, the choreography, the the musical, that, that show, Little Shop of Horrors was actually really funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy I saw it. I love that. I love that. I loved that as we were coming in, you got to see how many people come way before the show and enjoy yes. the park. And they're out here picnicking, all the picnic tables that are yeah. out. And yeah. that they bring their picnic baskets. And then they enjoy a meal here in the park on a very hot day before they go in and enjoy the show. I love And I, I they, they make such an event out of it. And that, like you say, it seems to be kind of a tradition for some people to come out and do that. And... That's so beautiful. (laughs) You know, so you park here and you get to walk in and you get to see the park. So what I hope is that they come back and enjoy other aspects of the park when they're not just coming to a show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much to offer here. They're getting a nature boost before they get a little art boost. It's awesome. Come to the Muni, which, by the way, we found out stands for the municipal. (laughs) The municipal Municipal theater. theater. Yeah. Um, Muni sounds so much cuter. <laughs> Visiting the Muni and Forest Park was a fantastic experience. I soon won't forget. And I know I'll return for another show in the future. And I encourage you to check it out if you can. I want to thank Muni CEO Kofi Coleman for giving us a behind-the-scenes look at the facility. And, of course, my amazing St. Louis guide and MDC's outreach expert, Karen Hudson, for planning such a great trip for us. Visit the Muni. Visit Forest Park. Get a nature boost. Learn more at muni.org. I'm Jill Pritchard with the Missouri Department of Conservation, encouraging you to get your daily dose of the outdoors. Okay, that was the coolest thing I think I've seen in a long time. Probably ever. You're gonna have to come to more. I I think I I think this is I think I am. I think I think I'm gonna come back a lot. Oh my gosh. That was incredible. That was incredible.